Hey everybody, this is Tony, and welcome back to another episode of the Feel the Geek podcast. This time, we have Mike here. Say what's up. Hey, what's going on, guys? And we have Daniel. Howdy. And uh, they've both been on before, and uh, this is kind of our comeback from a quarantine, coronavirus hiatus. Um, But we got a special show for y'all. We're going to keep it light, keep it kind of fun, and uh, why don't you tell us about the show? about what we're doing talking about today uh so basically we're gonna do kind of some movie reviews so if you haven't seen some of the latest movies mortal Kombat, uh godzilla versus kong um justice Just, league, justice league. Uh, some of those movies if you haven't seen them just go ahead and press pause and go watch them and then come back and listen we can talk about some shows too i mean invincible's out Falcon yeah. winter soldier wandavision but, I mean, if you haven't seen some of those already, kind of, it's probably time to watch them. They're really good. Yeah. So, if you haven't watched them, go ahead and, you know, turn it off and then come back to us when you have. But it's going to be kind of a quote-unquote spoiler episode. Spoileries. So, um, what, what movie do you want to talk about first? Uh, just go ahead and get Justice League out of the way. <laughs> you, you can't hear the apprehension in a... Mike's voice there. Um, so, uh, I want to say that I enjoyed Zack Snyder's Justice League. I thought it was ten times better than the the Whedon version. It was Josh Whedon, right? Josh Whedon, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I'm i really picky about my Batman. Anybody that knows me knows I'm a big Batman fan. I'm really picky about my Batman. I like Ben Affleck. I thought, um, I thought he was an okay Batman. I I think that I don't want to I don't want to sound too negative. I just don't think Snyder really knows Batman. He's not you know he he's better than what he should have been in the movie to to me. Well, to I me. I don't think Snyder knows comic books. <laughs> that that makes a lot of sense. I also think Batman just as a character is just really hard to write. You either get him or you don't. Yeah, and and a lot of people, a lot of uh, directors and writers and stuff, I always feel like they try to be edgy, their own new take on these characters. But there's a reason Batman's been around for 80 years, you know? I mean, you can kind of find a uh, a good medium, you know? He, he's the world's greatest detective. He's a master of over 100 different fighting styles. And they never show that in the movies. And I always, you know, I always want to see that kind of stuff. I want to see Batman be Batman. And I kind of felt, you know, it was a little lacking on the Batman part. I thought they did a great job with Wonder Woman. I love Gal Gadot, um, or Gal Gadot, however you want to say it. Um, even Jason Momoa grew on me as Aquaman, because originally, you know, I, I was apprehensive about, you know, that kind of Aquaman. Having a dude, bro. Yeah, having a dude, bro. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, the, the movie was good. It, it's really long. I took a couple of days to watch it. I think some people took a couple days, some people took a day. <laughs> uh, but I I think it was a lot better than the than the the first one. Um, I'm just gonna throw it out there. I mean, I did like it. Uh, I took a uh, you know a couple of breaks, of course. You know, for four a four hour movie, I mean, it takes a special kind of dedication to sit through the whole thing. In one sitting. In one sitting. Um, I don't 
care for J- for Zack Snyder. I mean, I like Three Hundred. I like Watch- Three Hundred Watchmen. Watchmen was boring to me. I know I'm gonna get a lot of hate for that. Uh, I just I didn't really care for Watchmen that much. Um, but you and cultured swine. I know. <laughs> he, he's very stylized. If you yeah. if you compare him to every, artists, he's very stylized. Yeah. And and his style is in every movie. You know, in Three Hundred, the slowdown scenes work for me. Every yeah. time Gal Gadot came on the screen and it went into slow motion with vocalized you know Greek Amazon songs in the song. background yeah. that once or twice okay but every time uh, it's just too much like I think they said it was 23 minutes of the movie was in slow-mo <laughs> okay now for a four-hour movie 23 minutes isn't very long but when you're talking about a slow-motion scene that should last 30 seconds 23 minutes is a long time. I mean, time. it should uh, it should even last 30 seconds. A slow motion scene should take a few seconds. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I understand, okay, Flash, when he's doing his Flash powers and running, and, like, the scene at the um, cafe where he saves Iris, that should have been in slow-mo, and, they, and he did a good job with that. But Gal Gadot jumping in the air didn't <laughs> need yeah. a slow-mo. Yeah. I, I, th- I like that. I like I liked the flip. It was really cool. That scene you're talking about where the where she's fighting um, Steppenwolf, uh, I do want to say, and I'm gonna probably get a lot of hate for this, but I loved Ezra Miller's Flash. I think he was a he was a terrible Barry, but if he was Wally, if they had just said if his, if he had just said he was Wally West, it would have been a lot better because his personality was closer to Wally West to me. But I I thought he was humorous. Ezra Miller is a great actor. I l- love that Flash suit. And I was really impressed with the way they did the Speed Force, his running, which is hilarious, by the way. But if you're ever out there and curious, just kind of look it up on YouTube because Ezra Miller actually took inspiration for the running, which kind of makes sense, if, you know, when you see it. But, it, you know, when normal people don't run like that, so it does look a little goofy. But I, I thought he was, I, I liked his flash. And... And like I said, I did like it. I liked it better than the first one. You know, Joss Whedon, which we can't say his name three times otherwise, unless <laughs> sure. Ray Fisher will show up. <laughs> so that's the last time we'll say that name. Because I think it's already been twice it's been said. Uh, what about Superman? What do you think about Superman? I liked him. Uh, I think Henry Cavill's a great Superman. Uh, he's definitely got the look. I, I, I agree. I think he's one of those actors that just suffers from bad writing. Um, because he has the look, he has the build. I think he has the acting chops. Um, I was, just was no one else bothered by his upper lip. Oh, from the uh, Whedon one, yeah, for, that was with the mustache having to be CGI'd out. So here's the just thing: really, bo- I couldn't get that. Yeah, it was hor. So here's the thing about that: he, um, the reason he didn't shave it was because he was doing another movie, Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible which I enjoyed that movie, by the way. Um, which I'm sorry, like. It's either Zack Snyder pay pay the the you know five hundred thousand dollar fine for him to shave it, or you 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 know you Make lose like millions because people are making fun of your CGI. Yeah, he looked like a chimpanzee. Yeah, I mean it was just, it was it, me. <laughs> it was pretty terrible. I would have just paid the fine or done the contract or whatever, because it it really made that version of the movie 
jarring, and it ruined it for a lot of people. Yeah, and I, I, I and that first in the first scene where he's talking to the kids in the beginning of oh that, my god, that could have been great. That could have yeah, been such a great little scene. You couldn't stop looking at his lips. Yeah, you couldn't stop looking at the upper and not lip. in a sexy way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think he just suffered from bad writing because, as as we said earlier about Zack Snyder not knowing these characters. Superman is not a broody type person, and I understand he wanted to bring it, bring it, it down to earth, more realistic, but that's what Batman's for. That's what Wonder Woman's for. That's what you know, Cyborg is for. Superman, the S literally stands for hope. He shouldn't be a broody person. He's, he's a boy scout. Yeah, he's he's the epitome of being a boy scout. Exactly. He and he's he's usually the leader of the justice league so you don't ever get that from from these movies <laughs> but yeah and i mean everybody i think everybody built this up so much that they were going to like it regardless and it was going to be the best thing since sliced bread in their mind so yeah. but there, there was a lot of plot holes in it there were for a four-hour movie there shouldn't be that many plot holes what why was Martian Manhunter standing outside Lois Lane's door like a creep? That was weird. Yeah. yeah. And then he just shows up at the end on Bruce Wayne, like, yeah. on his doorstep. And Bruce Wayne's like, okay, who are you? And, like, it made no <laughs> sense. Like, you didn't need to, You just threw him in there just to do it. Yeah. And, and, and you made this... You, we were talking about this before. And you made this very valid point that um, this movie, no matter what, was going to be better because... He was giving free reign to make it as long as he wanted, to add or subtract as much as, as he wanted. And when you have that much time, he's basically had three or four years to, to you know, do whatever to, he to, even if it wasn't that long, he still had all the material. Because I know some people say they didn't restart it until about a year or so ago. But also, he didn't, he didn't have a limit on the, on, on the time. That's why it's four hours. If Josh Whedon, sorry, don't show up, Ray Fisher, if he had four hours for a movie it would have been better anybody anybody that makes a four hour movie can make it better than than something else that was two hours yeah he 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 was able to explore more stuff and i mean so when you think about it he kind of had a slight advantage with that well he had three or four years to listen to what people hated about the weed in one so he had three or four years to even though it was already filmed and he already had his quote-unquote vision, he was, of course he's going to refine it. Yeah. There's no way that this was his original intent. If that was his original intention, then he wouldn't have filmed extra scenes with Jerry Leto and he wouldn't have taken a year, another year to bring it out. If this was his true vision, when people said, bring on the Snyderverse, he would have said, all right, here you go. There it is. But no, they waited uh, almost a year to bring it out because... He wanted to fix what people didn't like about the first one. Yeah, and I, I want to say that um, Jared Leto's Joker and Zack Snyder's Justice League is the Joker we should have gotten. I, I agree with it that. Was, it I, was great. I and really liked his Joker. When they first announced Jared Leto as Joker years and years ago um, for, I think it was Suicide Squad first, right? Yeah. Um, I was off for it. Jared Leto is an amazing actor, and he's oh. a method actor. So he does those crazy roles really well, and I was really looking forward to it. But when he popped up in Suicide Squad, that was, that was, 
that was kind of terrible. Well, he like I've always said, he was just a greaseball pimp in Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he wasn't any version of the Joker that we know, and not in a good way. I think he was. I think um, there's a there's a trait of it's called I think it's called Joker by Brian Azzarello. I think it was loosely based on that, where he's kind Very of... Very loosely Because in, in that storyline, he, he's kind of a, yeah. a gang, drug lord type person. Very loosely yeah. based. Um, and I can see that. But he suffered from the same problems that Henry Cavill had. It was bad writing. They yeah. wrote his character bad. He can only do so much. Yeah, a great actor can only do so much with terrible writing. But I remember before Justice League came out, there was the movie with him, Denzel, and Malik... Uh, oh yeah, um, um, uh, setting up uh, whatever his name is from uh, from Blade Mr. Robot. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, the little things. Yeah. Jared Leto. That was the Joker right there. I mean, other than him being, you know, uh, in another yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah. Like that. That was more of a Joker than what we got in Suicide Squad. And I think he kind of based. It seemed like Justice League, the way he talked and everything, on that role. It was it was great the that epilogue scene, um, I think that. Um, I was a little disappointed in Deathstroke. They made it out to be like he was gonna be this big thing, and he's in the movie for like three minutes. Yeah, well, he's in you know the scene with, that made it famous was him standing there with Lex Luthor. That made no sense. Like why? No. They didn't explain did not. it. They didn't say why he was after Batman or why he wanted to kill him. Blah blah blah. You know, and then he was very sporadic in the the uh, nightmare scene. Yeah. So what did you think, Danny? Uh, I am only an hour in. <laughs> because I, I don't know, it's just, I have like this stigma against that movie. Because <laughs> it, it ruined a lot of things for me. Namely, I'm a big New Gods fan. So to get like everyone's introduction to the New Gods with a really not... Great. Step you didn't really life. like the dark side stuff. I did like dark side. Okay, so no, no, I'll take it back. I did like dark side. That gave me hope because I really didn't like Steppenwolf. Like every time he was on the screen, I just cringed. I didn't like his armor. It freaked me out every time I I looked at it. It was moving. <laughs> like, is that me? Like, am I having it, some sort it just of flashback? Was really or is badly it... done. And he looked like a hammerhead shark. See, I. I'm the opposite. I like I like Steppenwolf and Zack Snyder's Justice League. I think that it was such an improvement from, from the uh, the first one. I mean, he's okay. I mean, yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, you know, from what I saw, he's he is improved, but it's like, this is gonna set, you know, if we ever get a new Gods film, which they keep talking about, it's gonna set a precedent for what people are gonna expect. I think they. I think they, they canceled, uh, canceled it. Oh, they canceled yeah. it? Oh, dang. But oh. I, I'm in the boat with you because some of my favorite characters are the new gods. Like yeah. Ray, Becca. Becca's my favorite new god. Yeah, Mr. Miracle. Mr. Miracle. Yeah, Orion. Grandma Goodness. Yeah. Granny Goodness. Granny Goodness. And, oh, my God. Yeah. And I I don't know. I, I, I thought that it was it was a little weak, the whole thing about Darkseid losing Earth. I know what he was... So, this is also a problem I think Snyder has, is that he, um, it's almost like people that have inside jokes. You know, not everybody gets it. Like, not everybody can understand, you know, some of the subtleties he's put in. A big example is uh, in Man of Steel. Somebody was complaining to him about there's no humor in it. And he, he mentions a specific scene where, where Superman and Zod are fighting, 
and Superman hits a brick wall or something, and there's a sign next to him that says, that says, uh, zero accidents in a, like a hundred days or whatever. But then Superman hits it and it goes down to zero accidents. Well, that scene is like a split second. So it would have been funny if they had focused on it, but it's it's like that. It's like he he does these little subtle things that he thinks people will notice, but no one always notice. People don't always notice. So it doesn't it doesn't always kind of translate. It's to me, it's also the same with the whole Martha incident. Oh my god! Because that that I I understand what he was trying to do. He was trying to make that an emotional moment, but he didn't do it well enough for it to translate well for everybody to understand it so it just kind of came off like a big joke yeah um so are we good on Justice League anybody? yeah we don't let's not talk too much because Daniel hasn't seen it <laughs> yeah. uh, so let's so three on, hours to go <laughs> let's uh let's move on to Godzilla versus Kong okay so I loved Godzilla versus Kong uh, I uh I'm, big, I'm a I big G-Man fan um, I was looking forward to this. I've liked all the recent Godzilla movies. Um, you don't go to a Godzilla movie expecting it to win an Oscar. <laughs> you don't expect the actors to win Academy Awards or anything like that. I got what I wanted to see. I wanted to see Godzilla beat the crap out of Kong. And that's what I got to see. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought it was great. I thought the graphics were really good. And even though there were plot holes and some terrible acting... and everything it was still fun i like millie bobby brown or millie brown or whatever her name right. is bobby brown, yeah. and um i you know i like the actors in it and well that was great it's one of those basically a summer movie that just turn off your brain people were oh i hate the humans the humans gave no you know they didn't move the plot further they didn't need the humans just turn off your brain and watch the movie yeah you know and it was a great popcorn summer movie yeah. You know, in the middle of a pandemic, you know, where the theaters aren't open, or, I mean, very few are, and if they are, they're open on the weekend. But it it was a fun movie. Yeah. And I love, you know, the, you know, we got these two titans that haven't been on the same screen since 63? I, I would not say that six, long, 60, like that. 62 wow. in Japan, 63 in America. It was oh, the, wow. And the only time that they've been on a screen together. So we got to, you know, see, and the, like you said, the graphics were amazing. Godzilla was thick. I like a thick-thighed Godzilla. Yeah. You know, he was just a His a breath tank. was on point. His the spikes on point. were on point. The other thing that I, I, I don't know if many people talked about was that um, they really did a good job with, with showing how a giant lizard would fight. If yeah. you watch the way he fights in it... That's how you kind of expect a lizard would fight. The same with Kong. He's like swinging from buildings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's using, you know, the the axe. I mean, if you ever see like a real, you know, a real ape, they, you know, I mean. The he, way they use tools. The yes. way they use tools, the way they move. I thought they did, it's it like a little subtle thing to me. Um, the, their fighting techniques, I think, were on point for the kind of animals that they are. And another thing about subtlety is, I loved that they included small little subtle things with the humans in the middle of the fight. Like, you would see, you know, Kong getting thrown into a building, and you would see people in the window. Yeah. Oh, you know, or you that. would see people running on the yeah, ground when he's, that. you know, slammed up against a building. Or 
when he catches a helicopter with the chick on it, you know, the the daughter, the um, daughter of the company or whatever. And, you know, you can hear a no, 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 and then he just crushes the, the thing. So it included, like, those questions you have, like, where's all the humans, you know? Yeah. Like, what are they doing? Well, they're, they're getting crushed. They're getting crushed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and... It's always impressive when they, when they don't, you know, don't hold back on those details. Yeah, and I really liked Hollow Earth. I thought that was oh, pretty it, yeah. cool. And I'm a sucker for, in movies, it's usually in space, but whenever, and they had this in, in, in the movie, whenever they, you know, there's an explosion or something happens, you know, they get sucked into space and they, everything goes quiet. Like, you, it just, it was like a vacuum. It's like, and it's just silent for a second. And then all of a sudden, and the explosion. Like, I'm a sucker for that. Like, there's just something about that that... It's a good effect. It's a great, it's effect, a great effect. You know, and, and when Kong hit uh, Hollow Earth, he goes down the down the, the chute or whatever, and he hits it, and it made that, that effect. And I'm, just, I'm a sucker for that. If they do it right, then that's that's bonus points for me. I think every every loca- locale they set up in these were just amazing. Because you got the Middle Earth, you got the fight in Hong Kong, you got the fight at sea. Like, everything was very cinematic. Yeah. And it yeah. took, they, they made use of the location. Like, the, when they're fighting in the city, I just felt like, yeah, this would probably be what it would be like fighting in a city. It's crowded. It's like, you know, everyone's, you know. Or yeah. when they're fighting out in the ocean, like, he's having to, like, balance on the barge because that's all he can do. Yeah. yeah. So they, and they made that very realistic. And that was one thing I really liked about it. Also, my boy won. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I knew a lot of people that were expecting Kong to win. I mean, everyone's talking about, oh, well, he's smarter, he's more agile. Godzilla is is older, and he's, he has nuclear, like, he's a nuclear he's, powerhouse. He's, a, he's a, the king of monsters. He, yeah, he's literally the king of monsters. Well, that's yeah. why they gave him an axe. <laughs> well, yeah. and, and an axe with with Godzilla's with God, and, yeah and that's I thought that was cool yeah. that was freaking that cool. was still cool though yeah. <laughs> yeah and I like you know that they made you know Kong more like you said more agile more like a human you know he he was throwing punches he was throwing uppercuts he was you know fighting with you know his fist he was even fighting dirty at some points yeah you know I mean they established him as being very smart yeah yeah so. You know, but Godzilla's just a tank. Yeah. He's just a nuclear tank, and it made sense that he would win. He's, like you said, he's older, and he's the king of monsters. Hashtag Team Godzilla. Yes. <laughs> um, so, we'll, oh, we want to talk about that other movie. Uh, what was the other movie? Uh, Mortal Kombat? Yeah, Mortal Kombat. Oh, no, did we talk about Mortal Kombat? Yeah. Yeah. We talked about oh, yeah, yeah. Well, okay, Mortal Kombat is the other one. Um, so, I just watched it a couple of days ago. And y'all both watched it, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I watched it the day, the the day, day it came out. out. Okay, so um, I thought it was just okay. Uh, there are people out there that hated it. There are people out there that loved it. Um, I know you don't you don't go to a video game movie and expect, you know, some amazing movie or whatever. But I did have some expectations. And I think that they could have... Uh, they could have done so much better if they had just cut some stuff out. I don't think the Mortal Kombat um, world universe to me has so much 
story and and background and everything that I didn't think that they needed to create a new character for the movie. I don't think they needed to do all of that. Absolutely not. Um, honestly, if they had just taken out the cold character and his family and just made it a Sub-Zero versus Scorpion movie, I think that would have been a thousand times better because the Scorpion and Sub-Zero aspects of the movie were fantastic. The fighting, their fighting was amazing. Um, and I didn't need all the other stuff. I think that they, you know, I think they kind of wasted some. They wasted Goro to me. They, um... I don't know. I, I just thought it was okay. It was fun. It was fun. It was good. It's a good popcorn movie. I enjoyed it. Uh, but I think it could have been better. I mean, it could have been better. I mean, as far as a video game movie, we've never had a great video game movie. I mean, we're lucky now that we have great comic book movies, but video game movies have notoriously just been horrible and don't follow the base material. And you brought up the cold thing. And I can understand why they did it. Because they could bring in... Because it, it's a Hollywood movie. And at the end of the day, a Hollywood movie is going to have... Depending on the genre, is going to have plot A, B, C, D. You know, plot points. And they're going to hit every single one of them. And one of them is family. You know, protecting your family. Or family in danger. Or, you know, just perils and all that happy stuff so they had to bring in a, a character so that they could do that which is understandable you know so i i, I get the the cold thing um one of my favorite parts were the fatalities though. the fatalities were spot perfect. on perfect yeah you know kung lao's oh and kung lao's my, my favorite character so that that had me fucking jumping up out of my seat jack squashing his head kano ripping the heart out kano ripping the heart out and I think everybody is in agreement that the best thing was Kano. Oh, yeah. He, oh, okay, he was so hilarious. That, that actor was in Superstore. Yeah, yeah. You've he's ever the pharmacist. Watched Superstore. Yeah, he's the pharmacist in Superstore. So I didn't know that until, like, yesterday when I, sh- I, sh- I shared a meme or whatever that showed it. And I was like, oh, my God, this, this guy, might, he might deserve an Oscar he's for some sports <laughs> range. He was in another movie that was really good. I can't remember the name of it, but he was really good in... He's a very versatile actor. That that was like the biggest surprise to me, when like, it, when you come around when you come around those, actors that you know you you realize oh, this guy was this guy in another movie and you know, that that's when you know they're a good actor when you yeah. can't even tell they're the same person in a different. Movie. Well, it's like that meme that I'm sure everybody's seen. Just pretend that you're in a grocery store. And then all of a sudden, you blink your eyes, and all of a sudden, you're Gary Oldman, because that's how great of an actor he is. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, I remember that moment when I was watching, uh, I think, Harry Potter, and I was like, why does this guy look so familiar? And then Jason was like, he was in the fifth element. I was like, oh, shit. He was in true romance. It's today, white boy day. <laughs> and and so I wasn't, I'm not big, like, awards fan watcher you know i don't really watch the oscars and the academy awards and all that but you know being a big movie fan i have in recent years started to notice like acting is extremely hard and it's it's a craft and some of these people some of these actors are really amazing and some of them not so much Mm -hmm. um i I like the all the nods 
to the game, you know, Shang Tsung sucking out the soul, and you actually saw the little soul, you know, yeah. as he ate it. You know, the your soul is mine. And of course, there were some cheesy lines. The See, that was loud, that was the my flawless problem. victory. Yeah, it was a little bit cheesy, but it was a nod. You know, and then everybody having their powers. Kano having the lasers. Sonya having the rings. You know, on her arms that shot out the rings. It, it's just a. I understand that some of those. Some of those lines are really hard to pull off. Yeah, but because no one says that in real life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I did so, like uh, Scorpion's Get Over Here though. Yeah, is it? I I liked it in the original movie in nineteen ninety five because it almost sounded like they used the exact same. It was. It was, yeah. the, it was Ed the game. Boone. It was Ed Boon doing that one. Yeah, from Mortal Kombat games. And in this one, it was like that actor's portrayal of it, and right. I thought he did yeah. a great job. He was a really awesome Scorpion. Yeah, and Man Sub Zero. And Man Sub Zero, yeah. Uh, so. But yeah, I, I mean, I really liked it. I I could see where people didn't. I could see, you know. But for me, it was just I liked it. I liked the nods. I liked the humor. I liked Kano being funny. You know, it was a mixture. The action was great. Goro, yeah, Goro was a little wasted, but I mean, he was in the wasted in the original too. The only thing that I didn't like was that they didn't introduce Goro. He just showed up as a shadow, and then yeah. then you see him. Yeah, I like that they included, you know, like Cabal. He had his, you know, running thing with the with the purple behind him. They included that. You know, they included the the dragon, Liu Kang's dragon fatality, but instead they made it fire. Because that made sense. You know, everybody had their powers, and it was just an enjoyable movie for me. Yeah. Um, so, we got some of the movies out of the way. You, oh, you want to talk about one movie, yes. right? Uh, yeah, before we move on from movies... I just want to recommend a movie for everyone. Uh, Promising Young Woman. Uh, if y'all haven't seen it, I suggest going out and, you know, not really going out anymore. We just, you know, renting it on Vudu or wherever you want to rent it. But I suggest really watching this movie. It was a really good movie with an interesting take um, on PTSD. Um, for if y'all want to kind of know a general plot, um, Carrie Mulligan is a um, girl. She goes out on the weekends, pretends to be drunk to lure men back, and assumingly uh, torture them, possibly kill them. It doesn't say. Um, but the reason but she, why she but does she calls it, them out. She calls yeah. them out on their Basically, predatory. On predatory, yeah, um, being predators, you know. And it all goes back to when she was in college, her best friend uh, was raped, and so she ended up killing herself, and Carrie Mulligan's character has PTSD from it all, and this is her way of acting out on it, and the rest of the movie is basically about her getting back at the original attacker that attacked her best friend, and, and, and other people involved, you know, the dean of the campus that they went to. Uh, didn't do anything about it. One of their other friends, uh, she gets revenge on them. So it was just a really good movie, and I just suggest everyone go see it. If y'all don't know, it was, it was uh, nominated for a couple Oscars. I think it won Best Screenplay. Um, but it was just a really, really, really good movie. So. Nice. And I like Carrie. Uh, is it Carrie or Kelly? Well, Carrie. It's Carrie. Carrie. Yeah, she she was in a. The Great Gatsby with Leonardo DiCaprio. Yes. Um, 
but we also want to talk about some of the shows that have been coming out. Um, uh, Falcon Winter Soldier just ended, which I thought was amazing. Yes. Um, WandaVision. So let okay, let's start with um WandaVision, because, um, by the end of it, I I loved it, but I will admit that I think the first three episodes, um. I didn't think... Or was it four episodes? No, it was for sure two. I think the third one started... The third is when they start kind of... Yeah, I, I think they could have shortened that a little bit. Because I think it lost a lot of people's interest. Well, I think everybody... Everybody that was watching it on the first two episodes, which they brought out the same day, which was smarter than... Everybody was watching... What am I watching? Yeah. Nobody could yeah. tell you what they were watching. It no was, one understood. They didn't yeah. have a context. It was just nothing like what Marvel had been previously putting out. Yeah. But, yeah. It, but if you haven't watched it, stick through, stick with it. Get past that. Because it, it all makes sense. Yeah. The show was great. And the song that Agatha sings, apparently, was like number one on iTunes yeah. at mm-hmm. one point. Uh, the show is great. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> the show was great. Um, I liked all the characters. I don't think there was anything I did not like about it. I was really happy they brought back Evan Peters. As, you know, oh, that was such a misdirect, though. It was, it, it was awesome. Don't get me wrong. He's I'm great. Saying, though was, he's yeah. just such a great actor, yeah. and he's just like, he's my all-time favorite. Like, come on, man. You totally sold it. Yeah. It was a total misdirect, though. People thought he was going to be the new Quicksilver and all these other I things. Ended. It was, it was, it was a great a, job. But it was a good, like, nod back to the people yeah. that really liked him and you know, the X-Men films. And then yeah. I liked all the nods to the original costumes, you know, like the cool. vintage 80s and 90s looking, you know, vision and stuff. So I liked it. Yeah, I was super excited about the twins, the boys, because I'm a big Young Avengers fan. And uh, Wiccan is one of my favorite Young Avengers. He's my favorite Young Avenger. You know, I kind of relate. So... Ha, ha, bringing the the twins in was awesome. I was so excited. I, I mean, because they're literally setting the stage for the the new Avengers, the you know the young Avengers. Yeah. And I think that Marvel is great at at these you know foreseeing and planning for the future, which you know works. And I loved it. The only thing though, and I think we talked about this before, uh, was that maybe it's too much, too fast. <laughs> It could be a little bit too much too fast. Well, I don't think I don't think it is in the case of Marvel. I think it is in the sense that as comic book collectors, if you don't have these first appearances, kiss <laughs> Go. goodbye. Yeah, it's like yeah. yeah. If you haven't gotten them yet, they're bringing out so many new characters so fast that it's as a comic collector, it it's kind of kind of hard. It's jarring because people. So, like as an example, I I um. I was a I'm a big fan of the Eternals. And um the I've always been wanting to collect that series and I was just never in a rush for it because you know it was always on the discounts. You know, it was always on the discounts. So it was pretty easy to get. So, you know, I have I had some of the issues. I didn't have all of them. But as soon as the movie was announced, those issues that I didn't have just skyrocketed and it made it really hard to finish my 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 run of Eternals. And I mean that's good for the that's good for the market. It's good for the show. It's good for the characters. Um, but if you're a collector, sometimes it is a little frustrating, and but, it's not like they were. But that's not on Marvel Studios. You know that's not their fault. That's, you know they they have. 
Yeah. They, they have a certain plan that they're following, and they're following it the way they want to. They're not deviating from what they want to do. No matter how many people were during WandaVision, oh, Mephisto's going to come out tomorrow. <laughs> Mephisto's here. Did you see that, that, that Mephisto every, mod? That was every episode. That was yeah, every episode. Mephisto's going to be here. Or, or, oh, watch out for, here comes Wolverine. She's going to bring in the X-Men. Nobody said that. Marvel never said that. They never gave hints to that. But everybody thought they did. Yeah. And the first Mephisto's shot up. It's a lot of speculation. Yeah, it's all speculation. But Marvel does what they're going to do. And, you know, they're bringing out smaller characters. You know, the new Avengers, or the young Avengers, they're starting to bring out more. You know, Kate Bishop's going to be coming out in the Hawkeye show later this year. So they're doing what they want to do and bringing out the characters that they want to in their own time frame. And I think that's a, a really good... Well, it's a smart plan. Yeah, it's a smart plan. It's, it's a great formula. You know, they're giving us what we want, even though we don't know we want it. <laughs> yeah. And they just introduced another young Avenger Patriot yeah. in Falcon Winter Soldier. So, you know, their foreshadowing is great. Yeah. And I, I love Falcon Winter Soldier. I thought... Well, I love their mm-hmm. dynamic. Yes. Yeah. Uh, my, I guess if I had a complaint, it would be that I wish that their buddy-cop relationship was sooner. Because by the end of it, you get that. You get the lethal weapon buddy cop <laughs> vibe between Bucky and and uh, Falcon. I, I would have just liked to see it a little sooner because I was really looking forward to that. Because I think both those actors have really good chemistry. And I'm grateful for what they did. I loved it. I just I think if I had a complaint, it would just be they sh- you know, could've a little earlier. Sooner. It could have yeah, been a little sooner. Been sooner. I agree. And uh, Falcon's speech in the last episode. I mean, yeah, that, that, that had me so. some, that had me some tears going down my cheek. It was, it was good, and because it's um, it's very relevant. We're not, we don't talk about politics, in Feel the Geek. Um, however, I will say that the last episode, Falcon's speech, it was re- it was very re- relevant to today, and I think a lot of people can, you know, they can relate to that, and I felt it. I loved it. I thought it was great. So I don't know how I feel about it, because I see both sides, but it's a little hard for me, because the whole reason why I watch that show is to escape what's going on out yeah. out there, so it's a little hard when shows start bringing in. I mean, I think it's great, because I mean, I feel like most people are, this may be the only way they understand what's going on, because yeah. they don't want to watch the news, or they don't want to read about it, so at least they have this, but that was the only thing that was a little hard for me, because it's like, I want my comics to be just comics, I don't... Yeah. But that's the thing, though, is comics have always had one foot in politics. This is true. You know, and like you said, it was very useful or impactful to what's going on today. So, I mean, I commend Marvel on doing their part in incorporating everybody or basically just kind of taking the the political topics of today and... Including it in their stuff. Not overbearing. It wasn't overbearing. It It wasn't beating over your head. It was, hey, look, this is what it's like. Or this is what it was like for a black man then. This is what it's like for a black man now. It's the truth. It's not, he wasn't making anything up. He wasn't saying things that aren't true. There is a social injustice in this world. And there has been since this world began. You know, whether it's in America or whether it was way back in Egypt days, you know, or whether it was 
you know, in the times of the Jewish or, you know, World War II, there's always injustices. And so for Marvel to include it, I, I commend them. And, but not beating your head over it with it. Yeah, I think they did a really good job with it. And yeah. I loved uh, I loved everything about it. The show was great. Um, I'm really looking forward to Sam Wilson as the next Captain America. Because the, the Captain America 4 has been, green, been, yeah. been greenlit. Um, and... You know, it's setting the stage for more stuff, and that's what that's what we like. We, you know, being the geek community, we you know we want to see our favorite characters come to life. We want to see video games and comic books characters, you know, see them in life live action. We want to see certain comic book storylines. You know, you're never gonna they're never gonna give you exactly one hundred percent the comic book storyline that you read. Mm-hmm. Marvel does a great job of getting close to it, giving you nods, giving and, you nods, yeah. including the costumes. Because we all remember when X Men first came out, the big gripe that Fox said was, "Oh well, nobody would wear spandex." The and Marvel spandex, showed you, spandex. yeah, <laughs> Marvel showed you you can do their costumes without looking like idiots. Yeah, because that's a, that's one of the things that makes Spider Man known, Batman known, Superman. You mentioned it earlier, the S on his chest. Their costumes. That's how people know who they are. Yeah. You know, and to include those, you know, not just throwing them in some dominatrix leather and calling it a day, you know, to actually include their costumes, especially not, you know, that, that new Captain America is, you know, ripped straight from the pages. That, he looks point. He's yeah, on point. He is on point. You know, and to see that, you know, is is a great thing. You know what's funny is everyone who I've talked to. So unfortunately, I'm like the comic book guy at work, but a bunch of people were like, "I'm not happy with the new the the choice for Captain America." And I'm like, "I am." Like they're like, "Well, no, because you know it's always going to be Chris Evans and blah 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 blah." And I'm like, "But we got to move on." Like if you look yeah. at any 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 storyline, people move on. Like pass the torch. Yeah. And and live action movies is different than comic books. Comic books people get old. People yeah. people want to move on from what you know. Yeah. You, know you think Hugh Jackman wants to be doing thousand set ups every day for the rest of his life mm-hmm. just so he can be Wolverine? Right. No, he wants to eat cake and go home. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure Chris <laughs> Evans had a limit. He's like, this is yeah. great. I want to be known for something else now, and yeah. you know, and I I thought it was a great passing of the torch. I knew a lot of people weren't at least at my job and just non comic book people were very unhappy about it. Well, it also brings up the point of U.S. agent, and it's disgusting how fans reacted to that. Ridiculous about that. You no, know, sending him death threats because they weren't happy. That's disgusting. I mean, that's a whole other topic, I guess. We probably yeah, we can, we can do that later, but, but no, I totally agree. That, was, that just disgusted me. I agree. I mean, people can be crazy when, you know, when these things are, when these things happen. And I thought it was gross, too. But we are, you know, we have so much stuff to look forward to. I think the next couple of weeks, uh, Star Wars The Bad Batch starts. If you're a Star Wars fan, good. that looks yeah. good. Um... Loki is coming out soon. No, or I'm really June excited for that. July. One. And, and so we still got about seven weeks before Loki. Yeah. That, which that we got spoiled good. between you know, a week between WandaVision and, and yeah, they, Winter Soldier. They kept the good times rolling there. Yeah, so yeah, now you're kinda like freaking out like what do I do now? It's it's seven weeks until 
Yeah, my next fix. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm just... I'm so happy to live in a time where we can see these things. I mean, Suicide Squad movie's coming out, which looks great. Which, I mean, for me, they finally, finally got Harley Quinn's costume right. They didn't go with yeah. I mean, granted, you know the black. They got the black and red. You know, grand. You know, probably I'm assuming half the movie she's gonna be in the red dress, but then at some point she changes into an Injustice Two inspired, like ripped straight from Injustice Two. You know the the black and red, uh, military look. So it looks like they're actually moving in the right direction with her. Well, Margot Robbie is one of those people. He's the Hugh Jackman of the Warner Brothers DC movie. Just a person I mean, she, she born, is the, yeah. born to play that yeah, role. She yeah. is. She was. I know a lot of people didn't like Birds of Prey, but I enjoyed it, and she's amazing it. in it. Yeah. She is the. She's the epitome of Harley. Yeah, she is great, and um, what from what I see for the trailers for the Suicide Squad Suicide Squad movie, she looks amazing. I mean. The whole thing, if, if anyone out there has watched the Harley Quinn uh, animated show, um, which is amazing, by the way, yes. um, if, if the Suicide Squad movie is anything like that, it's going to be amazing. Because yeah. that show is just amazing. I can't, even, I can't say how much I love that show. It's yeah. great. Every character in that show is great. So if you like it, watch that show and then watch it again because you're gonna find new jokes. Because oh yeah, you're gonna be they're, laughing out the other <laughs> because one. they're they're like Family Guy. They're just rapid fire, and you just miss some good ones. I, oh I'm, yeah, I'm on my third go around and I'm still finding new stuff to laugh at. I mean, they do such a great great job with like, I never would have thought Clayface would be like that, but when it you totally think about, sense. but it totally oh, makes oh. sense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if King Shark, arguably one. I mean, I can't even say arguably because. Every character in the Hardy Quinn animated show, at one point, is, is your like, favorite. They're all your favorite. favorite. Yeah. Every, every episode, somebody new is your favorite for that episode. Yeah. So, so little little quick thing about that. So the DC movies are headlined by Warner Brothers. So DC Comics actually has no control of over what they do with the movies. That's why, you know, they're not always that great. DC has no control. Marvel has a hundred percent control over their movies. So you have Warner Brothers executives, AT&T executives, pushing what they want for the DC movies. And they're not fans. They're not us. They're not y'all. As opposed to Marvel, who has people like Hugh Jackman, who has people like Patrick Stewart or, you know, Ryan Reynolds, you know, for Deadpool. They have people that love the source material. So, of course, their stuff is going to be on point, great, thought out, fan service, stuff like that. But DC does have control over their animated stuff. So the Hardy Quinn animated show is, you know, approved and done by people who love Harley Quinn and the comic books. So they were able to, like, go out and make the show they wanted, make the show that they wanted, like push those boundaries, uh, show what these characters, you know, are really about or whatever. And it was great. I mean, if you... Anybody out there has ever watched the animated movies, the DC animated movies, 90% of them are, are great. You know, because they have, they have that kind of control. And I, for one, would definitely recommend everybody to check out the Hardy Quinn animated movie show. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I think, see, we've doubled our time. We usually try to keep it a lot shorter, but, you know, since we're back and kind of 
you know, wanted to get some stuff out there. I think we're going to go ahead and uh, end the discussion. Y'all cool with that? Yes. Yeah. Uh, also, too, we, we know we've been on a bit of a hiatus because of COVID. Uh, we're going to try to get on more of a schedule to release, hopefully, at least every two weeks a new episode. Thereabouts, maybe. Yeah, I'm gonna try for that. Yeah. Yeah. So we're definitely coming back and coming back with a vengeance, so to speak, because uh, there's a lot to talk about. So. And just, we we miss we you know we miss having these things we miss you know. We miss the members the, and. Yeah, we miss out. entertaining y'all and and getting positive feedback. And. Uh, yeah, all well, that stuff. You just said it. <laughs> uh, so. One last thing, um, we, uh, you know, like Mike said, we are, we miss all this and we're going to come back with a vengeance. Keep an eye out in the group. We have a lot of things going on, a lot of things in the works. Um, with the world opening back up, we are ho- hoping that um, the plans we, ha- we had and we've been working on is going to, you know, start to show up. You know, more giveaways, uh Stuff like that. We'll more start doing um, meetups. Meetups. That'd um, be great. You know, go hanging out. You know, going to see you know movie premieres or, you know, even if it's just a, a, a field of geek outing where you know we go to Dave and Buster's as a group. You know, yeah. just hang out, get to know your fellow geeks. You know, water, of, water, we, water balloon fights. Water balloon water fights. Balloon anything. Fights. You know, dodgeball. I'll, I'll play some dodgeball, but you know that way we can everybody can get to know each other because everybody knows each other online. But it's different, you know, to actually hang out and, and meet yeah. people. So that's one thing that we want to start incorporating now that the world's starting to open back up. We had a lot of plans, but, you know, the best laid plans are for mice and men. So so keep an eye out. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. And uh, peace out. All right. Later, guys. Stay geeky.